Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast. Rounding out everything that's happening from a galaxy far, far away each and every week. Welcome to episode 89. It's great to have you back for another week or if you've just joined us, if you're new to the show, welcome aboard. Um, I'm going to be running solo this week. Normally my good friend and co-host Mark is here to to chat through everything Star Wars with me and uh, as we fly the Falcon and so on, but he's, uh, he's busy with work stuff this week, so... Uh, it's going to be me giving you a bit of a shorter show as we normally do on these solo ones and I'm going to recap just a couple of little things that are happening around mainly Disney Plus and what's happening with a couple of uh, things over there and then I'm going to talk about some really big gaming news that was announced in the last week which I think is really really cool for the Star Wars gaming universe I want to get onto that so uh, before I do like I said welcome to episode 89 my name's Gary and I hope that all of you guys are keeping healthy and um, getting through whatever's going on in your particular country. Here in the UK, we're in a bit of a big uh, continued lockdown at the moment. So things are uh, a bit restrictive and uh, wherever you are in the world, wherever you're listening, I hope you're doing okay to our US friends. I know things are not quite uh, great over there at the minute, but you guys will get through that and I'm sure as you always do. And everybody in whatever country, we'll we'll all get through it. So I hope that uh, us bringing you this podcast is a little bit of relief and provides a bit of entertainment and news um, from our favourite uh, galaxy far, far away. So, yes, I will crack on with uh, a few bits of news uh, to kick off with. Uh, the first one is uh, Tamira Morrison's going to be a bit of a busy chap uh, over the next few months by the look of it. So this is hot off the heels from the Mandalorian season two, where he was where he played a, a quite a significant role over there and uh his his character that he's the the Boba Fett character uh, as well as a couple of others are going to be really busy so Tamira Morrison's going to be um all over the place uh, it seems so at the end of the Mandalorian season 2 we had that announcement that really cool post credit scene where uh, Boba Fett goes back to Tatooine goes into Jabba's palace and just gets rid of everybody and uh, very um, symbolically sits on the new throne, it looks like, um, to oversee what's going on there. And that was revealed as the Book of Boba Fett. And we were unsure at first whether that was going to be a new series or whether it was going to be an actual book, uh, a new book. But no, we had that confirmed shortly afterwards that it's a, a spin-off from The Mandalorian, set in the same, uh, obviously the same universe, but the same timeline and, and all that stuff. So uh, that's going to be coming at some point um uh soon so i think he's filming that currently and uh they started filming that towards the end of last year i believe so that's um that is going to 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 wrap up um soon and then on top of that he's also going to be playing 
he's going to be playing Commander Cody opposite Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And then he will resume the Boba Fett character alongside Pedro Pascal in The Mandalorian for season three, which is due next year in 2022. So some really cool stuff happening with that character. And that all comes back, I think, to what Mark and I were saying over the last couple of weeks as we've broken down what we feel uh, worked really well for The Mandalorian and uh, both seasons, really. And that is the the way that Filoni and Favreau have, have gone back and and really plucked those fan favourite characters from outside of the main Skywalker saga films and used those to great effect uh, in, the, uh, in, in The Mandalorian. So... Um, the Boba Fett character was, it was always going to be, it was always going to go down as a good fan favorite. So that's really cool uh, to see that character used even more so throughout some other, um, some other uh, TV series on uh, Disney Plus, but also getting his own show uh, for the book of Boba Fett, which looks very cool. So yeah, uh, Tamir Morrison really diving back into Star Wars in a big way, and uh, we'll be seeing a lot more of him over the next year or two. And uh, following up on some Disney Plus um, stuff, well, it's we're not sure yet if this is Disney Plus or whether this is going to be a full-on movie now. As always, but even more so with Disney films right now, please take this with a, a bucket of salt. And um, this comes from a website called We Got This Covered. And these guys have uh, reported that, according to their sources, or their intel, as they put it, they um, and th- it's the same sources apparently that said that um, Ahsoka will be starring in the Mandalorian season two, and apparently that Netflix is developing a Witcher prequel. And both of those things came to fruition and were hundred percent correct. So they're saying that those same sources are are saying that Lucasfilm and Disney are in the very early stages of developing a movie potentially a movie based around Order 66. Order 66. Love palps. Love palps. Anyway, yeah, so as we all know, Order 66 was the very thing. It was the the protocol that was invoked that saw most of the Jedi wiped out uh, by the Republic at the request of Darth Sidious. And um, yeah, so this is an interesting one because... In my opinion, that's, uh, I, I don't think that's a, a big enough subject or there's not much substance there to create an entire film or a TV series. Now, these guys are saying that it's a film, but we all, we all know that the big push and the big focus for Disney and Lucasfilm, certainly for the next two years at least, is very much Disney Plus and the TV stuff. And the reason why I say take this with a pinch of salt even more so because they're reporting on it as, as being a film, is that the the film movie side of things with Star Wars has just been really um, up and down and very, very uh, uh, woolly, uh, I would say, over the last year after The Rise of Skywalker. We, uh, we, we still have no idea on this trilogy of films that Ryan Johnson's working on. That's, that seems to have disappeared into the void somewhere. Uh, apparently, um, Watiti's working on a film, and we, we, we don't know what's happening with that. The only thing that we know that's concrete, that's absolutely happening, is the, the Rogue Squadron film that's coming out, I think, next year, I think. And um, yeah, well, there's also another film 
that's being made. I can't remember what that what that is. It's another another Star Wars film. And then we also have all of that stuff wrapped in and intertwined with that, which is the whole are they going to retcon everything that happened in the sequel trilogy? And George Lucas is apparently coming back and is doing his own version of those things. And so there's so much happening in the world of the movie side of Lucasfilm and Disney at the minute that it's very, very difficult to to look at anything, even if it's a reliable source, which the website we got this covered are reporting to be, even if it's reliable and has been correct in the past, it's still very difficult to um to get your head around and wrap and, uh, and and be confident, should I say, in in what this is gonna, if this is gonna come uh, of anything. But there we go. Apparently, and I say that word, I use that word, um, uh, with confidence. There, apparently, um, they're working on um, Order sixty six as the as the vehicle for a for a film. Uh, like I said, personally, I don't think there's enough there. I think that they're, they're going to have to. I, unless they're going to bring Ian McDermott back and have him play quite a, a big role there, bring him back and do another film with him in it as the, as the emperor, uh, as, uh, as Darth Sidious and the emperor and so on. Uh, then, then yeah, I don't know, man, but we will keep you updated as always, if we hear anything else from that, but um, yeah, it, it could be good. It could be good. But uh, in the words of, of Gareth from the office, don't rake up old graves. Yeah. We, we've done all that. It's just oh. so anyway. So that's the, there's a couple of big sort of um, newsy bits that have happened uh, in terms of Disney Plus. Loads of stuff happening with uh, Tamira Morrison, um, with the Boba Fett character, and some other characters that he's played. And then Lucasfilm reportedly doing a film on Order sixty six. Now, some big gaming news that was released uh, in the last few days has got everybody just jumping up and down, myself included, for very good reason, and that is. Over the last, I don't know how many years, when was it? I think it was 20, I think going back to 2012, maybe 2012, we started to hear some rumblings of a new era of Star Wars gaming. And that was due to Lucasfilm. Sorry, not Lucasfilm. That was due to Disney and EA uh, forming this partnership of exclusivity. So back in in 2012 there was no exclusivity with with star wars games up until that point going back for for years and years even back to the glory days of the LucasArts um uh, eras and so on in the 90s and so on it's um it was it was essentially uh, and i could be wrong with this but i'm 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 pretty sure this is correct but if a game studio or a publisher or both wanted to make a star wars game they would go to Lucasfilm, this is pre-Disney, they would go to Lucasfilm and pitch their idea essentially and say, we've got this awesome idea for a game. It's going to be revolving around this character or characters and this storyline, this time period. And based on our other games and this, maybe they have a demo of something at the time, the technology is there and we can make it look really good and play really well. And if Lucasfilm liked that idea and were on board, then then cool, they would go ahead and, and do that. But then what happened, fast forward, to 2013. So in 2012, we heard rumblings of of that stuff. And then in 2013, we had the confirmation that Disney and EA, they joined an exclusive rights uh, agreement that EA would would be the only publisher that would put out Star Wars games. And this was meant to be a 10-year deal. And um, yeah, 
And for a lot of people, that was we saw the writing on the wall very early with that. I think it's, uh, in terms of gaming in general, I think when you have, unless you have a very, very good successful IP and a very good studio that that is putting out games or a franchise or a collection of games that fans really like and enjoy, it can be a, it like very unsteady waters, I think, because with regards to EA specifically, they they seem to come under fire a lot from other games. So non-Star Wars games that they've put out, they they seem to come under fire by fans constantly about not only the quality of the game, but also their kind of um, uh, sort of financial interests. It seems like, and you know, we have this with other publishers as well, like Activision and some, some other players where they it feels like anyway that some of these publishers look at these things as dollars dollar and pound signs you know they they're in it for the money and that's it and unfortunately the studios that are tied to that get tarred with the same brush and then you have this fallout where the studio just wants to make a great game and the best example i can think of this is bungie and activision so what happened there was Bungie, when Bungie left Microsoft and stopped making the Halo games, they wanted to work on their own project, which was Destiny. And they partnered with Activision as the publisher. But then what happened was Activision as the publisher just wanted, it it felt like they were just trying to get everything out the door as quickly as possible because the more content you're putting out and everything and more updates and everything, that's more money, essentially. And it it feels like some of the developers at Bungie who have both left and are currently still there just felt like that they were hindered with making the game that they wanted to play because uh, making the game they wanted to make because they had this other um, sort of thing that was on their shoulder the whole time, like, like nagging away, like, you know, you need to do this now, you need to do this now. Um, uh, we need to make money, we need to make money, we need to get this out. And from Bungie's side, they're probably like, well, we don't want to take our time. You know, we need to make sure the game is as good as it can be and all that stuff. Anyway, that resulted in Bungie basically saying, I think this was last year or the year before, Bungie saying, look, we just can't do this anymore. We, we can't work with you because, you know, we, we can't make the game we want to make. So they, they're self-published now. They split from Activision and that was that. And a lot of people assumed that that was going to go the same way with EA and some of their other studios. Uh, it hasn't gone that way, so we don't know what happens behind the scenes. But I think what's the what the larger problem has been for the um, for for Star Wars gaming fans is that we just haven't had enough quality games to come out of this era of EA and and Disney together since 2013 because of this exclusivity deal. Now there was a couple of potential great games that could have come out, but they were canned. So the first one was. Um, Star Wars 1313, which was in development before the the agreement. But as soon as Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm, they they just canned that game, even though it had huge anticipation from from Star Wars gaming fans. They were really up for it. It sounded like a really cool project, you know, this sort of darker underground, essentially darker Star Wars game where you play a bounty hunter and you're in sort of the lower levels of Coruscant and yeah, and it just really cool, but (laughs) they were like, no, 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 you don't, 
we know what you want to play <laughs> and you don't want to play that. So they canned that. And then the other game that was, that sounded really cool was the uh, Project Ragtag game, which was by Visceral Games, which was canned. And the reason why that was canned, and I think this leads into the backlash, is that uh, up to that point, the the only sort of decent game that had plenty of content since the 2013 deal was um, the Star Wars Battlefront games. And even they weren't really bursting at the seams and there was controversy around that. So um, sort of trickling under the surface, if you like, was Star Wars The Old Republic on PC uh, by Bioware. And those guys were killing it, really. They were, you know, they were still putting out decent updates and DLCs and expansions and still, you know, sort of ticking along nicely. Uh, But that was PC only. So in the console market, when Star Wars Battlefront launched in 2015, we have to remember that this deal was signed in 2013, so it took two years for a, for a decent console game to come out. We then had Star Wars Battlefront, which was great, It was, but it just was really lacking in content. I really liked the game, actually. I thought that first Battlefront game, in terms of how it felt and how it played, it felt really classic Star Wars to me. They really brought back, because it was OT-focused, and they had a combination of John Williams' music and um, uh, Gordy Hard's music and so on, It was, and it just really felt great Star Wars. The only problem was... There was no not much content. There was just a handful of maps. There was no single-player campaign. No good. Uh, then we had the follow-up, Star Wars Battlefront 2. That was in 2017. But that launched a huge backlash because it was littered with loot boxes and it was just this massive... It was like a big shop window rather than a game. And fans just went nuts. And then after a little while, they backtracked and they removed all the loot boxes. But it took them quite a while to shift that negative vibe around the game. and. To give them their credit, um, Dice Studios and Motive and Criterion, they they did step up. And over the years, I mean, right up until last year when they decided to stop supporting it, they did turn it into a very good, uh, a, a really good game. I, I've sunk so many hours into Battlefront 2 and it's a really good game. It is now anyway. Uh, and a lot of fans are really miffed that it's not going to be supported anymore. So, uh, And then after that, uh, we had Jedi Fallen Order. Um, we had another Old Republic um, expansion, but in terms of the console wider market, we had Jedi Fallen Order last year. Oh, sorry, in 2019, uh, that was met with 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 really good reviews, and a lot of people like that. And myself and Mark are replaying that game at the moment. Um, and I said on last week's show that I wasn't quite enjoying it as much as the first time I played it. But uh, to Respawn's credit, they've just just released. Uh, a next gen patch for that actually so you get proper 60 frames per second and some higher resolution so that's making a bit of a difference and uh yeah i am uh, liking it a little bit more but the fact that they put fallen order out really is just a slap in the face to project ragtag that was cancelled because when that game was in development and uh that we were going through the motions of getting hyped for that and we saw a very 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 early gameplay video which probably wouldn't have ended up in the final game but just the look and feel was really good and i think there was one of the writers there that worked on the uncharted series so we had the potential for this really good story driven linear game but then ea decided no 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 star wars fans don't like linear single player games unfortunately so that one was canned as i said earlier but then there was the backlash and then they put fallen order out and then they were like, what we told you a couple of years ago, we no longer believe. 
we've now changed our mind. And yeah, you guys do actually like single player uh, linear story driven games. So there was no apology. There was like, yeah, we shouldn't, have, we probably shouldn't have cancelled Project Ragtag, but there we go. And then we were followed up last year with um, Star Wars Squadrons, which was the flight sim space sim battle thing by EA Motive. Now, why am I telling you all this? You're thinking, come on, Gary, this is very, very waffly and long winded. I just wanted to give you a bit of history around what's happened since 2013, because it's very relevant to the news that broke this week. And essentially that new story is that there is no longer an exclusivity deal with EA. The The deal with those guys was meant to finish up next year in 2020, uh, sorry, the year after in 2023. But we had, so the first thing that made me think that this was on the cards is when we had the announcement that Lucasfilm Games was now a thing. So they set up this new studio, uh, not new studio, sorry, they set up this new uh, publishing arm and they're now working with other developers. So vice president of Lucasfilm Games, Douglas Riley, has basically said, uh, we've got a lot of stuff we're ready to start sharing with fans uh, because we've been working quietly behind the scenes for a while now, waiting for this moment. And what he means by this moment, obviously, is the era of Star Wars and EA or Disney and EA is going to be coming to a close in the next year or two. So instead of just waiting for the deal to expire in 2023 and then saying, right, now that that's done, we're going to work with other other developers, they're working on that stuff now. So these new projects that they've announced alongside this news won't come to fruition anytime soon. We're going to have to wait a year or two, maybe longer for these. But it is great news overall because I'm with a lot of other Star Wars fans with this kind of, I hated the fact that we were shackled to EA because if you think about all of the amazing other game studios out there that that can't make Star Wars games because they're not tied into EA in any way, it's such a shame because there's probably, and there, there definitely is, like a, a, a bunch of really talented teams and other studios out there that could make awesome Star Wars games, but they're just not allowed to. Um, because the regime don't like it, man. So the first thing, so that's the, that's the first thing, the big one. So we saw the little sizzle trailer and the little announcement that Lucasfilm Games is a thing. I was hoping that it was going to be a bit of a throwback to yesteryear and it was going to be a LucasArts thing, but, you know, Lucasfilm Games is still kind of cool. So they had this sizzle reel and I basically said, you're going to see this now at the beginning of new games, whenever the next one out and, and onwards, you're going to see Lucasfilm Games and it's, and I think it's basically Disney and Star Wars just putting their stamp on this. They're, they're taking control again of their gaming stuff. So um, the Battlefront games and Fallen Order and everything like that, it, you see the Disney logo very small here and there and Lucasfilm and stuff like that. But essentially, it's it, it feels like these are video games that have been made and just supported by Lucasfilm or Disney. Um, but whereas with this new announcement, it really feels like that they've kind of woken up, if you like. It's like, right, we can tell that the, the number of games and the content has been severely lacking um, other than Fallen Order and potentially Squadrons, um, but especially the Battlefront games. That we've just not had the buzz and the awesomeness around Star Wars games that we, we would have had back in the 90s and so on where we were on form. So now they've woken up and they're like, right, we need to take control of this we need to put our stamp back on it we need to be 
working with other developers. We need to open the doors wider and and start making some awesome games again. And uh, so that was the first thing. And then the first big announcement was Ubisoft are involved now. So the studio that works um, underneath the publishing arm of, of Ubisoft, Massive Entertainment, um, it was announced very quickly afterwards that they're making a new Star Wars game and it's going to be a story-driven, open-world Star Wars adventure, which is awesome. Just the thought of that is awesome. Now, there's been there's been a lot of chatter on uh, on socials and Reddit and so on around Ubisoft making this game and uh, the, the, the particular studio, Massive Entertainment, they're the guys behind the Division games and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So a lot of people have been saying, yeah, it's going to be Star Wars, but it's going to be a grind. It's just going to be a grind fest and there's going to be towers everywhere and, and all that stuff. Now, to be honest with you, I don't really care <laughs> too much about that. I will be honest. I, I just want to run around in an open world as in the world of Star Wars, you know, and I want the the, the music to, to be like they've done in the Battlefront games where it's essentially John Williams for the most part, but they've also added their own um john williams-esque music to match that to match certain parts of the game you know i just want blasters lightsabers i want to mainly knock about as a as a bounty hunter i want a bit of a mandalorian feel as well and i just experience just you know i want i want to break free from so the the combination of star wars battlefront and jedi fallen order has been great don't get me wrong especially battlefront 2 in its later years uh it's been great but I just want to break away from those two game modes. I don't. I, I have a lot of fun for an hour or so playing Battlefront Two. That's all great. I have some fun um, playing through the very linear. I know you can explore the levels and whatever you want, but it's still a fairly linear, story-driven project for for Fallen Order. I just want to get away from those two, and I want to feel. I want to get more into that kind of Assassin's Creedy, um, uh, Destiny style. Um, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 kind of open world thing. You know, I'm just really up for that. So that was the first thing uh, that was announced after the the Lucasfilm Games thing. Uh, and then the uh, the other thing is um, uh, we just don't know at the moment uh, what other studios they've they've got that they're talking to. It's just really a really exciting time. Now we did have an update from EA. Um, they they put out a tweet. Uh, two days ago to say uh, it was almost like a little checklist that, that they put out. It was like, we still love working with um, Disney and Lucasfilm. We're still making Star Wars games. And, you know, we love the relationship and all that sort of thing, but it kind of opened the flood, the floodgates for those guys. Really. It was just a, <laughs> it was just an excuse for hundreds, if not thousands of, of Star Wars gaming fans to jump on and, um, and let EA, EA know exactly what they feel what they feel about this exclusivity deal coming to an end and games being released under EA in general. So yeah, I'm hoping that they weren't naive enough to think that that wasn't going to be the case, but uh, even so, you know, they, I think what they're saying is although the exclusivity deal is coming to an end in a year or two, uh, they are still happy to be in a relationship with Lucasfilm and Disney and they're going to continue to make games. So we'll see what happens there. We know we've got Jedi Fallen Order 2, on the radar, which I think uh, is is probably going to land next year, I would say. And um, yeah, and who knows about Battlefront 3? Maybe that's on the cards. We're not sure. But anyway, uh, I hope 
that that was um, informative enough. I did waffle a bit there about the history of the EA deal and so on, but uh, essentially to wrap it up, EA is now they're essentially not signing that renewal to keep EA as an exclusive publisher for the new Lucas uh, the new Lucas Lucasfilm Games um, department, and now they're going to be talking to other studios, other publishers. Um, and uh, that interview, so I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to it, uh, but that interview with Douglas Riley over on starwars.com um, is, is, is a really good, um, is a really good read. And, uh, and in relation to the EA stuff, he goes on to say that we're really proud of the games that we created with EA. We will continue working with them and our relationship has never been stronger. While we may not have a lot of details to share at the moment, we've got a number of projects underway with the talented teams at EA. Uh, and then goes on to say that um, uh, in terms of the Lucasfilm games specifically, he says, we're here, we've got a team of people, we're going to make a lot of great games, and here's some new things we weren't, you weren't expecting from us to do uh, that we're now starting to do, and that's going to continue throughout the next year or so, so we continue to announce projects that are more representative of the legacy of the old Lucasfilm games and uh, that we're now trying to live up to. As I mentioned earlier, it feels like they're trying to get back to that time during the 90s when LucasArts was a thing and they had a lot more control over the studios and publishers and, and, uh, and, uh, and what was put in the output, uh, the outputting from various studios, nothing under exclusivity. And then just the last little thing I just want to say is that not really Star Wars related, but it is related to Lucasfilm Games. And that is there was a, announcement that Bethesda are going to be making an Indiana Jones game, uh, which is in very early stages. I don't expect this to land for a few years just yet. But Todd Howard, who is one of the top dogs over at Bethesda, I think he oversaw the Fallout games and Skyrim and so on. He's going to be executive producer and that's developed by Machine Games. So we'll see what happens with Indiana Jones as well. But uh, all in all, this is sounding like really good news for Star Wars games in general it's going to be a much better and much more um, varied um, release schedule for games over the next five to 10 years. I think we're going to have some cracking, cracking games on the radar. So even more so now, I think it's going to be a really cool time for things like E3 as well. So for those of you that, that don't know, you probably do, but E3 um, is, a, is a huge gaming event that happens every June, I think, June or July where the industry gets together and announces all the new um, games that they're working on. And we normally get some really good trailers. And sometimes they announce new hardware if there's a new Xbox or PlayStation or Nintendo console, whatever, they'll typically do that at E3 or just before, or just after. But it's been ages and ages since we've had a really good Star Wars presence at EA. We've had, obviously, trailers drop when the new Battlefronts games have, 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 are coming out but no real big presence. It's been the trailer, a little talk through from the dev, and that's it really. So I'm really looking forward to E3 over the next three years and getting hyped for, um, for upcoming Star Wars games. So that's it. I'm going to shut up now. Um, I think my overall feeling is it's great. I can't wait. So I'm interested to see what you guys feel about this one. So let us know on the tweets, on the Facebook, or on Instagram. Just let us know how you feel about this deal working out and... Uh, conversely um, I've seen a couple of people say it but hardly any but would be really interested if anyone thinks that this is a bad idea 
Uh, if anyone thinks that they should remain exclusive with EA, that would be an interesting subject. So yeah, uh, let us know over there. thank you for joining me for another week here at SOR and episode 89. It's been great to uh, waffle alone by myself uh, and talking about the, the gaming news and so on, but also uh, some good stuff happening over at Disney Plus and potentially that, that Order 66 film, which we'll keep you updated about if you hear anything about that. Uh, remember to subscribe to our show. You can do that on whatever podcast app you get your podcast on or just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen that will take you off to those various apps and we'd love to have you as a subscriber that way you won't miss a show when it lands every single saturday we're on the socials too we're on instagram twitter and facebook just do a search for us you'll find us on there come and give us a like and a follow we chat star wars throughout the week and if you like our show and you want to support us you can do that over on our patreon page which is patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion uh, our new patron Denise who signed up recently hope you're enjoying the show Denise and our other patrons thank you so much for your continued support it means uh, a lot to us right now and uh, it really helps us put out quality content for you guys uh, every week so um, thank you very much for that next week Mark will hopefully be back and we will chat through what's happening in the world of Star Wars and maybe pick up um, some more gaming stuff I'm, I'm keen to get Mark's thoughts on uh, how this uh, all wraps up into a into a, a better or a worse deal for Star Wars games. Uh, I'm sure you guys will be uh, interested to see what Mark's got to say about that stuff. So until next time, um, stay safe and stay healthy. Um, have a great week and may the Force be with you always. <laughs>